And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. Cam Edwards alongside Missy, and if we're really quiet... You can hear Zelda panting and smacking us because <laughs> every single time we sit here, she thinks we either have food or we need to pet her. Right. We're going to uh, we're gonna have to do something about that. You're either going to have to like learn to lie down as we're doing the podcast or we're going to have to find another spot yeah. to do the podcast. Or she can go in a crate. This is like the most annoying studio audience that yeah, you Yeah, she really have. is. I mean, I guess she's, she's better than a heckler. That's true. She's just staring and breathing very and heavily. Drooling. <laughs> Dinner was over a while ago and you're not getting any more. Exactly. Dinner tonight, by the way, was fantastic. <laughs> Yummy burgers Yummy from Yummy burgers. Um, just used 80-20 ground chuck, and I only put salt and pepper in it, and I only put it on top. I was watching some, um, am I allowed to say TV show names without sure. getting in trouble? Okay, yes, so I was watching Driner, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives show once, right? Mm-hmm. And he's doing a burger episode, which means he didn't really want to have to do the work, so he just went to all the shows where they had a burger, right? Right. This one place, this one restaurant, was making burgers with breadcrumbs in the hamburger. Like, that's not a burger anymore. That's a piece of meatloaf on your... Yeah. That's not a hamburger. So anyway, um, I do not do that with my hamburgers. My hamburgers are 80-20 beef, just beef, nothing but the beef. Sometimes I'll throw in some Worcestershire sauce if I'm feeling, like, really ambitious. But most of the time I just pull out the hamburger, form it into patties... And tonight's was eight ounce, big honking, nice, beautiful. Tonight was huge. Pink. Yeah, those were huge burgers. Yeah, they were huge. I had to power through it. I finished mine. But everybody got a meat choice, or not a meat choice, a cheese choice. And we had a um, um, some sautéed mushrooms. We had two different types of breads. We had a brioche and a and a pretzel bun. Both got at our local Walmart, by the way, in the bakery <laughs> section. And my brioche bun with my smoked. Blue cheese and sautéed mushrooms with a tiny bit of mayonnaise was, oh, my blob, delicious. And then we had deep-fried tater tots Mm because I bought another new deep fryer and fried tater tots. They were delicious. So uh, Missy's going to make tachos at some point this week, which would be uh, tater tot nachos. Yeah, and so for tater tot nachos, if you make sloppy joes, so what I do with the leftover sloppy joe meat is I'll fry up a bunch of tater tots, put the hot sloppy joe meat on top of the tater tots, throw in some cheddar cheese, put it underneath, and maybe maybe some scallions if I want to throw in a vegetable, um, put it under the broiler until the cheese gets all nice and melty, mm-hmm. and there you got your tachos. Yeah. So I wanted to actually start Zelda. I'm glad I'm wearing my jacket because she'd rip my elbow apart the way she's clawing You need to me. go lie down. Just ignore her. You need to go lie down. All right. right. So anyway. I was going to start by talking about uh, our governor here in Virginia. Oh. We, we, we normally don't get political here on 40 Acres and a Fool, but, but man, it's really hard to. man, such a flaming wreck. Yeah. And he just keeps sticking his foot in his mouth. Right. So if somehow you've been living under a rock or in a cave or something, you just, you know, in a bunker and you haven't gotten the news, I think I really need to explain this. But uh, we live in Virginia. Ralph Northam is our governor. Ralph Northam picture comes out last week, allegedly, of him in blackface. Or maybe he's in the KKK robe. We don't know uh, yet. We don't know yet. But uh, he originally comes out and says, I'm really sorry for, the, for, for being in this picture and I want to try to do better. And then the next day he comes out and says, actually, I don't think I was in that picture at all. I, I did dress up. 
up in blackface once at a Michael Jackson. Uh, I was dressed up as Michael Jackson at a dance contest. But yeah, I don't think that picture is me. That's not the time I was in blackface. It was this <laughs> other time that there wasn't a picture of me. Right. So, right. So, A. That was just really dumb. Yes. Like, he didn't handle that well at Bad all. Bad political He instincts. should have not just immediately jumped at saying anything. He should have just shut up, looked at the damn picture, because I don't even think he looked at the picture I, I don't before know. he opened up his big I mouth. Don't know. I think he sounded like he assumed that someone caught him dressed up as Michael Jackson. Apparently, what I had seen this time around is that at that particular Halloween party, his friend came out and said, no, nah, he's dressed as a lawyer. But right. somebody tracked down those plaid pants and they traced it to another friend of his in another picture. But maybe he borrowed the pants because I, I mean, all those skinny white boys know, look the same, right? I, I know, anyway. but it's it's been a it's been a just a, a ridiculous story. But, but but the most ridiculousness part of it is is that it was thirty four years ago. I'm a way way now. I'm not saying I was racist back then. I'm not, and I'm not racist now. I was never racist, by the way. Um, that's not a thing. But, but you're a different person. But I'm completely different person than I was 34 years ago. Yeah, I used to vote Democrat, <laughs> and I used to be a bleeding heart liberal. Yeah, and and you're not anymore. <laughs> and that's and 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 so that is you know a part of it. And it is interesting that it's the stuff that happened 34 years ago. That everybody said, oh, you got to demand, you got to resign. Yeah, as I'm sorry, to but the, the infanticide that, governor, he's got to go. Like, no, if that baby's born, we'll just kill it. If the mom wants it dead, let's just go ahead and kill it. You're kidding me, right? So, no, this is why he has to go, because he's ridiculous, and he said that. Yeah. Not for the something stupid he dressed up as 34 years ago. Well, I dressed up like a hooker when I was 17. Is someone always <laughs> going to hold that over my head? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because... You know, I've been thinking about this, and it's I I, uh, I did a past tense current events uh, forty acres and a fool on Monday, talking about a book called the Desegregated Heart, which I found in a used bookstore in Richmond a few weeks ago, and it's 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 all about one woman's journey from being a just an average you know Virginian in the nineteen forties, Caucasian Virginian, right, an average white uh, you know middle upper class Virginian in the late forties early fifties, and then in nineteen fifty she has this sort of realization of, oh, wow, you know, this is this is wrong. And it kind of starts her down this path of being a civil rights activist in Virginia in the 1950s. And I, you know, so if that's the standard, like if she was once racist and there's no hope of redemption. Then why bother changing? Right. And, and, and I, you know, I do think that there are a lot of people, particularly on the left, who view uh, government and even leftism as this sort of secular religion. Yeah. And it just kind of strikes me that it is a religion that does not have a home for grace no. or, or redemption in it. And that's really weird to me because at some point you're right. Like, what is the point of trying to change? Well, or, they're still pillorying Kevin Hart for comments anti or homophobic comments he made over 10 years ago about how he didn't want his son to grow up gay and i'm sorry bleep you but if i were a black man i wouldn't want my black son to grow up gay either because you've already got one thing that society's got an issue with and all of a sudden you're gonna throw that on top of it you're just adding more work that has to get done to get accepted by everybody you know what i'm saying Right. So I can I totally understand why Kevin Hart would say, "I don't want my three year old kid to be gay." I wouldn't want you know that's you know it makes it harder. Right. It doesn't mean you love it them less. It doesn't mean that you love them less, and it doesn't mean you hate gay people. It just means that you don't want your kid to have to p- find the hard path to go through life. You say that's more of a comment on society than it would be the actual child. 
Yeah, yeah. But in this case, like I'm saying, like Kevin Hart said something ten years ago, right. and everybody's giving him crap. This guy did something thirty, and of course, but it's funny because the Democrats will be like, "Oh no, no, it's okay. He said that before." But then they'll be the first people to complain. So I'm not too sure we can have a good discussion with them on this. Even though this is the Democratic governor, by the way, he is a Democrat. Even though CNN called him the racist Republican governor. Yes. I'm like, I don't vote for him. I did not vote for him. Well, I, I well, no. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, if, so Virginia, you've got one-term governors. He can't run for re-election anyway. Uh, there's really no way, I think everybody agrees, it's not an impeachable offense. It's just one of those things where everybody uh, says, you know, oh my gosh, you've lost the uh, the confidence of the state. You need to resign. And and I, 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 you know, again, we're gonna. It's gonna be replacing one Democrat with another Democrat. There's no, you know, bonus for Republicans if Ralph Northam steps down. So I kind of hope that we can actually have this conversation about redemption and what happens because, you know, so so when this came out, let let's let's say that Ralph Northam's telling the truth. Let's say that uh, you know he he doesn't believe that that was him. Um, but even if it was him in that picture, you know, he said, look, I'm a different person than I was 34 years ago. And when he sees that picture, or when he thinks back to that Michael Jackson dance contest, he's also filling in that time period from 34 years ago to now. He's got a whole bunch of memories. He knows a yeah. whole bunch of experiences, right? But for us, looking on the outside... Plus, being Michael Jackson 34 years ago was a cool costume. <laughs> but for us, you know, on the outside, we see Ralph Northam, the governor now. Right. And then we see a picture that's 34 years old, and we don't fill in the blanks, no. right? We just see those two things. And we go, ah! Oh my gosh! Moral outrage! String him up! Time down! Fire him! Yeah, and that's but everybody a, has a reaction. They're like, ah, it's, right. It's got it's. Mm. And that's the thing. The mob is nonpartisan. The mob is not of the left or of the right. The mob is of the mob. Right. And you know, when we encourage the mob, sooner or later, the mob is going to come for somebody we like. And that's one of the things about you know weaponizing the mob for for political purposes is that. Uh, it, it absolutely will. Um, and so, you know, as much, as easy as it would be uh, to say, oh, I, Rob Northern was going to go, I, 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 look, I think the whole thing's a clown show. I would just ask, by the way, if you're going to pop popcorn to, to watch the political circus in Virginia, think about boiled Virginia peanuts instead. Yeah, okay? right. Help us shop local. Give it, Throw us a bone here, people. Yeah. Um, Get y'all some Virginia ham, too. I, you know, again, I, right, exactly. I mean, I don't deny that it is a political freak show. I don't deny that all of this is bizarre. <laughs> At least it's not our political freak show. Uh, well, I well, mean, it's, it's ours in that I we're mean, living in, in Virginia. We're all, we're, we live in Virginia. It's collectively our problem. Um, it's collectively our problem how we react to things like this. Like, if we're immediately going to go on the freak out, then why bother? Like, right. Just shut up and stop. The good news is that it is a uh, an election year in Virginia, so we've got all of our state Senate and all of our House seats up for grabs. Governor's uh, race, the lieutenant governor and the attorney general, uh, that doesn't go up for re-election until uh, 2021. Um, but the control of the Virginia legislature is going to depend on what happens this year. And so if Ralph Northam <laughs> decides to stay in his mouth up, <laughs> I mean, honestly, in or out, this is going to be a, uh, an issue for for Democrats this year. The last headline I saw coming out of the Northam office was, well, if I leave, this will always haunt me kind of thing. OK, so, well, again, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. But then again, but- did you notice that the sexual harassment charges came Rearing their ugly head again against the lieutenant, lieutenant governor. governor. Yes, and he seems to think that 
the governor well, he's, brought that Okay, back up. so now he's backed off from his theory that it's the governor, but okay. now he says it, he thinks it's coming from the mayor of Richmond. Um, what a little political nasty Who's also here. a Democrat. Right, exactly. Oh, it's all Democrats against oh, it's Democrats, all Democrats, though. All oh, Democrats. Oh, okay. yeah. I can't remember the last time Richmond, Virginia had a... I don't know so, if they've ever had a Republican governor. It's really funny, though, they, though, because this weekend I got a text from a friend of ours from the west coast, closer to the West Coast, and she was like, WTF is going on in Virginia <laughs> as far as this whole thing's going on. I'm like... Uh, it's okay. I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna watch them eat themselves. <laughs> so anyway, we'll keep you up to date. Uh, but but that's our or not. We might be too embarrassed to see where, how this all plays out at right. this point. But yeah. we're just sitting here eating popcorn, watching them all eat themselves. So there we go. <laughs> just keep talking, and you will certainly pave the way for your just your 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 demise. Yes. So other big news uh over the past week or so. I finished a hat. You finished a hat. You look beautiful. I love that sort of blue gray. It's called blue muscle. Blue muscle. Like yeah, as in the muscle like food. Uh-huh. So okay. yeah, I love this. Hand dyed, really pretty. I got it in a yarn box like one time last year. And my my goal this year is to try to make things out of yarn that I already own. And you were talking about actually starting an Etsy shop, right? Yeah, kind of. Like, I was thinking for some of those crocheted things, like the crazy Kraken hats and the and the, the Viking unicorn hat and, and the Viking unicorn hat. and mm-hmm. the other ones. Like, I might just go ahead and start making some in the colors of my own choice, by the way, and throwing them up there to sell. There's been – somebody actually contacted me through our Facebook page and asked me if I did a commission. I gave them our email address, but I don't know if we've heard from that person yet, so mm. – Okay, well, uh, so that that's happening. And then uh, one of the other uh, big pieces of news from your world over the past week is you started your piano lessons. I did. So I had chemo, and then like less than a week later, I started my first chemo lessons. Or your piano first, lessons. First piano <laughs> lessons. So, yeah, I wasn't feeling the greatest, and I get into class— and I'm the first person there, so it's all good because I would, wasn't sure where I was going. And the so signage, even though you got lost, you were the, the first person at, there. The good signage at this university is like blah, uh, by the way. So I'm sure I'm hoping that the college students are all given maps because if you're trying to drive around finding anything, good luck with that. Anyway, so I finally found the place to park, probably illegally. Um, got into the class, realized I left my wallet in the truck, ran back to the truck. Anyway, um, yeah, everybody comes into class. They're like, hi, so-and-so. Hi, John. Hi, Jane. I'm like, well, crap. Everybody knows one another. And the thing is, is I guess this is at a college. So I'm thinking that most of these people probably started these piano lessons in September. And I didn't find them. Until January. Until, like, or no, December, I didn't find it till like, November, November or right. something when I no, signed up. No, it was December. Up. It was when we we took the stained glass class. I think you saw yeah, that uh, long, flyer or something. Yeah, they had, the, they had the classes down there. So, so anyway, so it's it's 12 classes, one hour in the evenings. Um, what's really nice is that when everyone came in, they noticed that they were brand new machines. So there are full 88 key electron, like kind of like what we have, digital pianos, mm-hmm. and they have a headphone jack. And what's really cool is so there's this board up on the wall behind where the professor is sitting. Uh-huh. But when she plays, the keys light up oh, so wow. you know where she is. And I'm standing there going, wait, why is she on that seat and not this seat? Because I kind of can read some music. Right. But mostly I kind of suck. So I was mostly kind of sitting there like a big, stupid, dumb baby. Um, I also had smashed... The finger, yeah, that Saturday right before. So my index finger was wrapped in a bandage. My my knuckle on my um, middle finger was redonkulously bl- bruised and where, swollen. Where was I? Because I was gone 
was I just running errands? Was I just like, like tractor supply or something? And then I came back and you had smashed your finger. Yeah, you were running errands and I was trying to fix my um, stupid <clears throat> goats. Um, so we were letting them free range and those buttheads managed to knock over my uh, bird feed stand. I had a pole that had bird feeders on it and they knocked it over to eat the dink- to eat the bird feed. So I was like, Argh. so I was out there. And I was trying to fix it, but because of where the goats knocked it over, the there were two pieces that were supposed to screw together, but all the screws were stripped. All the threads were stripped. Okay. So I pulled off, and I just I was just like, fine, I'm just going to shove the rest of it in. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I was – I think my right arm must have gotten tired because I switched the mallet to my left oh. hand, and I'm trying to hold it, and I'm trying to hold the pole, and it has – um, like a, a little metal thing that has the arms that hold the feeders out, and I managed to miss the top of the pole and smash my finger so that my finger hit the metal piece, and, and I had to go to the hospital. So yeah, I got home Saturday and big bandage wrapped around, and then just still uh, in a lot of pain. And we had uh, our youngest daughter was having a sleepover that night, so we couldn't both go no. to the hospital. One of us had to stay here and so be that's the fine. I, parent, I managed so. to finish half of the book that I had started on stoicism. So it's good. I finished, I finally finished that book and I realized that I'm, I've been more of a stoic my entire life without even realizing it because you, you say I'm a pessimist, but I do the negative realization <laughs> thing and toe lo and behold. But anyway, so yeah, they treated me pretty good. Um, once I got back there, a lot of sick people, really busy, because a lot of people end up using the ER for their doctor's office, so there are a lot of little kids who probably, you know, probably could have waited till Monday, but they're young moms. Um, uh, they put glue on it um, rather than um, actual stitches, which would, would have been okay, except for just, like, it didn't last very long. I, like, fell off, like, the next day. But the most important part was I got a tetanus shot. Because I don't know when the last time I had a tetanus shot was. So yeah. the minute I'm, like... Metal, wound, blood, yeah, outside, dirt, goats. Yeah, I got to get a tennis shot. So I'm not dead, so it worked. Yes, and you're uh, feeling better. Feeling way better. Yeah, this time around, it was funny. I don't know what happened. Maybe my body's like, what the bleep? I'm just going with it. (laughs) I just didn't feel as, I didn't feel as sick this round of chemo. Yeah, you never had a day where you were. I just still had stuck random barf. Yeah, no, you and, didn't feel great. But I didn't feel, I didn't feel great. Days, but, but I didn't, didn't feel, feel as, as horrible as I usually do. Usually, it's like the day after chemo, I'm okay because they pump me full of so many drugs. But then the next two days, I'm usually in bed. But not this time. I'm. I had chemo on Friday. I broke my finger open. I had to go to the emergency room on Saturday. Sunday, I kind of laid low. Wednesday, I had my piano lesson, so it really wasn't as bad this time around. Good. Uh, yeah, and I think one of those, Monday or Tuesday, I had to take a kid to the doctor an hour away, mm-hmm. and I still managed to drive. Yep. So, yeah. So how about that? Yeah, right. So we're in February now, still winter time, but we are getting close to planting season here within the next few weeks. Got to yep. start putting the tomato seeds in the ground. And the pappas. Uh, the good news is, so it's been, you know, we had that polar vortex, and it really wasn't as bad here. I mean, certainly not as bad as it was in, you know, the upper Midwest. We 
pretty Yeah, we dead. did not get the precipitation. We got some cold. Yeah, but even our cold was like 18 degrees above zero as right, opposed to like 40 below, got, right? Yeah, I know, I know. But uh, It's still Virginia, though. It, it is cold. No, it was cold for Virginia, and so we had that cold snap. And then over the last weekend, a few days ago, it, it started to warm up again. And so 75 DA. It was amazing. I know. It was beautiful. And it's kind of getting back down to the 40s. But uh, Missy and I took advantage of the, the warmer weather and the drier weather to go down and check on the bees mm. and uh, make sure that they had you know made they it weren't dead. through this far Right, exactly. Because I mean, that's happened, you know, and we've you've seen that on Instagram. People have gone to check their bees, and their bees died. Didn't make it through the winter. Our friends, who we got our first hive, hive from, from uh, the bees had died. Didn't make it through the winter. Right. So our bees have made it through the winter so far. Yeah, and, and from what someone said, from looking at our video they on think Instagram, there's been a, a pretty large hatch. Right. That's so occurred. Yeah. So this weekend, I got a suit up. We actually have a whole other hive that doesn't have frames in it. So what I'm thinking is we're going to go to the go to the original hive and get out first. First, look at my beekeeping manual to see where <laughs> I can figure out what is signs of the queen, and I will pull out those boards and and I'll start my own nook. I'll do a split. They call it a split. It's it's a, it's yeah. basically a nook. It's like you start off with a little a nucleus of a bee family. But if I took a couple of frames and put them over and fill them up, I think we can. We'll have two hives. Okay, so here's here's the thing. I just to, just to because we're on the same page here because uh. I'm supposed to go to the Great American Outdoor Show this weekend in Harrisburg. Which I can means do this myself. Uh, I'll wear my suit and I'll smoke them. Okay. I will okay. do all the right things. Okay. I know. That's the thing. Yes, you cannot take any shortcuts because you are the bee whisperer and you've not been stung yet and so I don't want you to be overly confident and cocky because if you're taking that off and you're messing around, no, there are going to be a lot of bees flying I'm, around. I'm going to have to suit up. It'll be warmer. They'll be awake. And yes. I will, no, I will, I will totally respect the bees and me, because you're right, I can't get stung. I have a, even though I'm not allergic to bees, I have a ridiculously suppressed immune system now because chemo's managed to bleep it up. So, yeah, right. I'm not, no, I, I'm not like, like, I was talking to a, a coworker. She's, she, she's gone through, you know, crazy with breast cancer, double radical mastectomy, chemo, radiation, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Lost her hair, looked like a little fester. She's, she's five years cancer free now. And we were talking about, the fact that, you know, people may call us pessimists, but we're kind of more realists. And I, I I don't. So, yeah, I'm going with the the dream that I had where I lived to be 116 years old. And I was walking around the house full of dogs being interviewed by the person who wanted to interview me for being the oldest person in the county. So I'm going with that part of my dream. Like, I like that part of your dream. I don't. Um, I, f- I feel when I don't feel crappy from chemo. Most of the time, I feel too good to think that I'm going to die anytime soon. Yeah. But we did do the Swedish death cleaning this weekend, <laughs> which has not, not much to do with death as much as it has to do with, like, okay, so I'm just not buying on to that Japanese lady who's, like, selling out and making a whole bunch of money. What is that? The whatever method. Kondo? Komori? Komori? Whatever. You she's on Komori. Netflix. Anyway, she's, you can look it the up. The declutterer. Declutterer. Right? I'm not decluttering. I'm trying to organize my house still after being here for six years. We had a box upstairs in a hallway that had been here since I know. we moved in. I know. That was still a cardboard box, so... We got rid of that box. We moved a bookcase. We we scaled back. We donated eight 
books to the local library. Eight, not eight, not eight books. Eight cases of books. Sorry, <laughs> yes, eight we boxes. Eight big book boxes of books to the local library, and I saved one of the sentimental reasons um, books. All the oh my gosh, we're gonna have to have a podcast where we just go through the books that we saved. I know because like there were so many, especially if you are a listener, let's say over the age of forty, um, choose your own adventure books. Yeah, Hardy Boys, yeah. Nancy Drew, and a couple of other ones. We're just like okay. In fact, I got to I got to just mention your this favorite one. when you were little was Make Way for Ducklings that yes. we bought when we had Kid Three. Yes, so I, I have that. Okay, but I got to mention what I got to mention this this series. Oh, and this if anybody this if anybody out there remembers this series or read this series, you please have to email me because I know I cannot have been the only one and share it with your kids. Apparently, uh, yes. So the series was called Danny Dunn Scientific Detective. And I think the first in the series was Danny Dunn in the Smallifying Machine. And Danny Dunn, his mom worked for Is Professor this kinda like Bullfinch. Is kind of like Prown? Kind of, yes. He had, a, he, had a, he, he had two chums, one another boy and one girl. And and, uh, and and his mom was a housekeeper for Professor Bullfinch, who was a scientist at the uh, local university and uh, got into all kinds of you know weird, wacky experiments. So, yeah, if anybody read Danny Dunn growing up, Please, I please I'm nine share years older than you. So, I know. Yeah. And this book and this series actually started before I was born. I was born in the mid seventies and this came out, I think the first one was like sixty two. Um huh. but they were still printing paperbacks when I was a kid because, you know, I bought them at like Walden Books well, I've, I've, for a buck ninety nine. I read up probably almost all the Nancy Drews in my lifetime, but they were way, most of them were way before me. When I'm I was sure they're still making them, but yo, the yeah. ones that I read were way before me. When I was a kid, and I don't think we have any still around, but but um, I had some of my dad's old books from when he was a kid, and he was born in 26. And I had these books that were the Bobsy Twins. You remember the Bobsy oh, I remember Twins? Those. Well, I don't remember. I, I know of them. Okay. I was an English major. So, so, yeah. so the Bobsy Twins were like pre- Hardy Boys and pre Nancy. They were Drew. Nick and Jane. They, they were, were kind of like the Dick and Jane n- era. No, it was no, no. I mean, they were they were young adult books. They were oh, for okay. like 12, 13 year olds, but they were like nineteen eighteen. I think was one of the copyrights for one of them. Oh, and wow. so, like, you're reading about these kids, uh, you know, before cars and electricity, but you know, they're going skating on the ponds and all the you oh, know, yeah. taking sleigh rides and stuff. It was a really really cool thing. But uh, anyway, so yeah, we did clear out a bunch of books, and and that was nice and. We have uh, much more to go, but it's it's been a, uh, a productive weekend and hopefully a productive week as well. So before we run out of time, I yeah, do you want to? Well, I was going to look up the Bobsy Twins. I just was like, oh, now I'm curious. Yeah, I remember? I remember um, I had like two books. I don't know what happened to them, but uh, I don't I don't remember them being here ever. No, so. I don't know if yeah they disappeared probably uh, maybe even before we got married. Did you find it? Well, find the I, I found twins? I found an article about them. If you you already if you collect them, you already know. Do you have a first edition? Blah blah blah. But yeah, it's taking okay. forever to load because it's my phone. Well, that's all right. We'll we'll we'll, we'll talk more books my... next time around. But uh, yeah, I want to know about Danny Dunn. Any Danny Dunn readers out there? Oh, the other one was the three de- uh, the, the, the the three investigators, Alfred Hitchcock, and the three investigators. But we'll talk about that next week. I don't think we have those. So I so, have two of those. But, I have, but so after I, I posted this on Instagram, I was like, we did this, we cleaned out, and I have a really good friend of ours, and she texted me, and she says, tell me you didn't get rid of any of those cookbooks before I got a chance to put my stickies on them. 
and it's like <laughs> she's gonna put the she's gonna come through posters on things she wants after I die. Apparently, <laughs> so I was just like, no, 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 no cookbooks were harmed in this. As a matter of fact, I found four more books on food that I don't have room on my shelf for, right. which means that I probably have to find another shelf somewhere. I know because my bookcase is full. It's full. It's topped. It's squished. It's like it's on. It's kind of redonkulously stuffed full of books. When, at this when point. Fahrenheit four fifty one comes to pass, they're just going to burn our house down. They're not going to waste time burning pulling out all the individual books. They're just going to minus fire the to our farmhouse. minus the bookcase that we completely emptied, and not including any books that are in your office, which probably could fill that six foot tall bookcase that we just completely emptied. Probably we have a, we have ten six foot tall bookcases in this house. And seven are completely filled with books. So we've got room is what you're telling me. And five of them have books on the top. <laughs> no, no, no. We have bookcases in here that have school. That we have the homeschool books know, and the I science know. stuff. I was, and I was just teasing. No, we, 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 we have, we we have, have a lot, lot of books. Of books. We, we like books. We do. We're a book kind of family. We are. I d- I've, I've never met a book I didn't like. Right. Well, no, I'm going to take nah, it back. you've met some books I have like, met a couple of books that I've we'll tried always, to read them. We'll, we'll always give a book a chance. Yeah, we will. Even if it just means holding up a spot on a shelf sometimes. All we are saying is give books give a chance. Books I don't sing it. All right, so All let's right. get to the emails here. Carol okay. uh, writing in and says, Hey, Cam, I enjoy the Near Frontier podcast in which the NRA shows were longer. As I've said before here on the Far Frontier, data is a limited and expensive commodity. I hope the long-form interviews will also be audio podcasts and I hope for more consistency in Cam and Company shows being posted. Uh, we're working on that, Carol. I appreciate you writing in here. And um, if you don't see those long-form interviews, for instance, on uh, NRA TV, Cam and Company, I did an interview with Paul Clement, former Solicitor General, who's going to be uh, repping New York gun owners before the Supreme Court later this year. And that was like a 20-minute long interview. Um, if that, if you can't find that in audio form, let me know because we do want to make sure that that is available for as many folks as possible. And I appreciate you writing in, uh, guys. Second Amendment mailbox writing in says, "Time to plant your bacon seeds. You can never have too much bacon. Get a couple, watch them grow." No. See, okay, so no pigs. But here, it's the no year pigs. of the pig. Did you know that? We have still. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to take pictures of photographic evidence to prove to people how much pork we still have in the. It's the year freezer. of the pig. It though. is the year of the pig. Just from a marketing perspective, I think we need at least a couple of pigs. If we get any pigs, we are not getting American guinea. No, hogs. I don't want okay. American guinea I'm hogs again. I'm not getting again. Osbows either. No, I want too the, small. I want the Tamworth Berkshires. Yeah, the biggins. I want the big bacon makers. Eight months, three hundred thirty pounds on the hoof. Yeah, I want them. That me too. All right. So are we in agreement then? Can we start looking for two of those? No. We're not in agreement about getting any pigs. We're in, we're in agreement that the next ones we get are going to be those. All right. I think um, if you want to see us get but pigs this year. But I can ask my year, friend Val. I think she knows to, the dude. You need to write in and let us know that you want to see bacon's seeds this year. Yeah, that's not going to work for squat on me, by the way. I just, I just want to. I, I, don't, I don't succumb to peer pressure <laughs> that, like that. So there you go. Uh, it's just, it's not peer pressure. It's just, you know, mm. it's just lobbying. Um, That's what peer pressure is. It's Greg, lobbying. Greg, Greg, Greg wrote in. Word. Greg, the uh, the llama 
uh, an alpaca farmer uh, wrote in and says, Hey, Kim and Missy, I heard recently that uh, Missy's treatment is doing better. I'm totally applauding you guys. Thank you. I do binge listening. I wish we were still three hours. And I recently heard this podcast where they gave an economic reasons for the cost of cancer drugs. I was blown away. I did not have any of the background story. Uh, Greg says, I think it's an interesting take. And uh, right now you're my only friends that are struggling with this aspect. So stay well, live a little and hug lots of llamas. (laughs) Uh, And Greg, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I will uh, check out that podcast. And, you know, in the meantime, like the big story that I saw over the past week or so were these Israeli doctors who think that they may have found a an actual cure for cancers for all, all forms cancer. of cancers. It's this cancer-fighting cancer cocktail yeah. that uh, they say has worked on mice, has worked in lab tests, and the next step is human trials. So if you're hearing that, knock on wood. Find some wood to knock on. And, uh, yeah, I'm really hoping that that can be a good thing, which does lead me to just a quick rant real quick. They mm. did go off on my Twitter uh, feed about this a few days ago. And I appreciate this. I know that people's hearts are in the right place. I know they're trying to be supportive for the most part. I know that they're trying to be helpful for the most part. But please don't, if somebody talks about, hey, you know, um, I I have cancer or I have chemo tomorrow and I'm not, you know, looking forward to it. Please don't respond with, have you tried colloidal silver? Don't even. (laughs) Right. Just tell them that we hope you feel better and drink a lot of liquids and chew on ice. Have you done the Brussels sprouts diet? Right. I I know. I know. Like I said, their heart's in the right place. Apple cider vinegar and turmeric aren't going (laughs) to cure my... (laughs) But they don't don't get it. No, they don't. They don't. I get that crap all the time. Most of the time, I just smile pleasantly and nod. And in the back of my head, I'm cursing you out like a sailor that I am in my right. heart. But. And then the other the other thing that I got when I posted this uh, story on Instagram about the Israeli doctors or on uh, Twitter about the Israeli doctors is I got other people saying, no, nope, not going to happen. No, nope, Big Pharma never let that happen. And again, like I know that our first impulse when we see stuff, at least some of us is, you know, to snark and to just immediately respond. And I guess I just had. I just I just reached well, but, my limit because no, there because, was a because day you're where the I just, spouse of the wife <laughs> ha, has cancer. You don't need these negative naysaying af- Yeah, I, good for you. People good for you for coming in and saying things like, "Oh, it's never going to happen. You're not going to get it." I'm like, you know what? If this treatment stops working, I'm going to Israel. There you go. Mazel tov. <laughs> so yes, yeah, just um. Try to be supportive is what I'm saying here. Don't be dicks. <laughs> no. Yes. Right. Like the sporting goods company because we aren't we're not we're family friendly, right? So it's the sporting goods company. Anyway, well, some uh, of us are family friendly. <laughs> some of us are censored. <laughs> Sean wrote in. Remember Sean from uh, Pecan Grove Farms? Yeah, and, Oklahoma. Uh, Tahlequah, Oklahoma. Yeah. They moved. Yep. Sean says, uh, this is Sean from Pecan Grove. I hope you're doing well. I just realized that February 2nd was the fourth anniversary of 40 Acres and a Fool. You're better than we are. Yay, Sean. I didn't know when the hell this started. Dang it, I did it again. Oh, we'll let that one go. Thanks. Uh, I didn't know when we started, but thank you very much for bringing that up. I think that's also one of our goat's birthdays, but I don't know when. uh, Sean says, congratulations. And yes, I have listened to every episode. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm, I'm pretty pleased with that, Sean. I think maybe as uh, so, so here's something he, else. If you've listened to every episode, if you are like Sean, you're part you really of the like original crowd, I want to hear from you. 
I don't know why anybody would want to listen to us that much. We're kind of annoying. Man, you are so bad at at selling yourself. No, and the brand bleep. You know? By the way, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Here I am, like, hey, tell your friends to listen. I don't know why anybody would listen to us. That's just amazing. I just don't I understand just don't people <laughs> listening to podcasts at all. Like, I, it's weird. Stop like, it! You're ruining the magic. <laughs> <laughs> There's no magic. But it's it, just us. It is magic. We're not magical. <laughs> I look like Uncle Fester and. Uh. Yeah, there's no You look magic. beautiful. Sean says, uh, I, anyway. I, I do have at least a good bald head. You look so beautiful, thanks. baby. Anyway, Sean says, Thank you, Sean, for putting say. up with us for so long. Still hashing out details for our road trip east. I will keep you informed. Still planning a stop in Farmville. I hope you will be around. And, uh, Sean, I hope that we will, too. Yes, If please you come all the way to Farmville from Oklahoma, dude, I'll buy you a steak dinner. Uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe even uh, maybe even some you know fresh pork, something like that, right? We got lots. We do. Send you home with some pork chops. Uh, and finally, uh, Michael in uh, Manchester, Michigan, writing in uh, talking about farming simulator. I talked about this on the last podcast. Oh, talk about cold during the polar vortex. Right. I hope Nothing didn't freeze off. Yeah, I think you're all right. He's all of his appendages are and uh, they're they're in good shape. Oh, that's from what I hear. Uh, anyway, so I talked about farming simulator. There's apparently an esports league in Europe that is starting. And it's competitive farming simulator. Did kinda you know like this? Kind of like Farmville on Facebook? Kind of, but more actual, like, realistic type But it's stuff. still not real. Right. It's still a computer game. Yeah, but it's a simulation as opposed to, like, an arcade-style Farmville thing. So Mike says that uh, he's played Farming Simulator. He says, my son loves it. He asked for the most recent edition for Christmas and was bummed when he didn't get it. It's surprisingly addictive, says Mike. You grow crops and and all, but you get side missions to mow grass, and you can turn the grass into biofuel, and you get money to buy bigger combines. You can harvest faster, and it's fun. Well, I did like Roller Coaster Tycoon, so yeah, I get it. He says, the worst thing is to forget about a field and have it rot on you. Oh. Uh, it's crop-based, not livestock-based, at least the edition I played. So adding in more livestock would make sense. Maybe they have. I don't know. It's also more European-focused with uh, Lamborghini and uh, plower tractors, not John Deere. So an American version would be cool. Uh. And you need bacon seeds, says Mike. More uh. pork and bacon. So already the lobbying efforts have begun. There we go. Lamborghini tractors. Can you imagine? That sounds fun, doesn't it? It sounds like a Porsche Snowmobile <laughs> or something crazy. Like, you're just going to... Right? I don't know. Lamborghini tractor sounds like too fast. Like... Tractors are supposed to just, you know, get the job done at a nice pace. Like a Lamborghini tractor sounds like this is like just too just too fast and furious. Be bad <laughs> there, oh, there's the next addition to Fast the, and uh, Furious tractors. Right? Uh, I'm I, sure I, The Rock and Jason Statham could uh, sell some tickets even if they were on tractors. Right? If The it, Rock it, took his shirt off and sat on a tractor, I'd pay money for that. It couldn't be the Fast and Furious. It would have to be called, like, the Farm and Furious, Farming, farming Furious. <laughs> farming Furious. All right. Well, on that note, I think we're going to wrap things up. Thank you so much for tuning in. The email address, if you want to uh, write us about any of the questions that we threw out there, we'd love to hear your response. 40acrefool at gmail.com. See how many more weird be- good, uh, book geeks are out on Twitter. Thing. It is at Cam Edwards on Instagram, at Cam Edwards, but uh, more importantly, the better Instagram account to follow is uh, Corny at Corny Goat, Goat Farm. Farm. And, also on uh, Facebook, Corny Goat Farm. On Facebook as well. And uh, Snail Mail, if you have uh, letters you want to send us, P.O. Box 817, Farmville, Virginia, area uh, zip code 23901. Have we checked that recently? I have. Okay, good. Yep. I've got to go back down and, and check it again, though. Awesome. Because um, we've got something on the way. That's, so I want to really cool. modify this last catchphrase, though. Okay, hang on. Hang on. Let me just P.O. Box right. 817, Farmville, Virginia. 
239-239-03901-0817. You started talking over me towards the end of it. You repeated All right, so so what's wrong with... There's nothing, but you say... Be safe. Be safe, learn a little... Be safe, have fun, live a little, learn a lot. Yeah. But you don't say anything there about making. Okay. And I'm a maker. Okay, so what are you suggesting? Go make stuff. Okay, so it would be... Be safe. Be safe. Have fun. Have fun. Live a little. Live a little. Learn a, learn a lot. lot. And go make stuff. And we'll see you here soon with another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from Blaze Podcast Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. 